okay, with a minor technical glitch there, which always happens to the professionals. Um, here we are with episode four of So What's Been Happening. Uh, it's been a big week. Uh, we did a mid-week show, uh, if no one caught on to that. We've, we've fast-forwarded now to episode four. So we've got number three in the can. Uh, go and check it out. We had a good mate of ours, Billy Hewitt, uh, having a chat about sport, uh, on, um, as well as Glenn Curran. Um, it's, uh, it's been an interesting ride, fair to say. We, we decided to do this last minute in lockdown, and, and it's been good fun so far to get a couple of blokes together and a couple of mates uh, in having a chat. So, uh, Glenn, let's have a chat. You're good mate, Glenn Curran. Guys, how are you, mate? Good to see you. Very good. Very good. Four episodes in. How are we going? We're looking all right, I think. Yeah, it's um, fair to say we're blowing out a couple of cobwebs and uh, technically it's slowly coming together. The internet's obviously a bit patchy sometimes, so um, it doesn't always come together as we planned or we'd made up, uh, like the start of this show just happened. Um, but we're back and we're live, apparently. So give us a bit of feedback if anyone thinks we're live and tells us we're live. We <laughs> make sure we much are. much it. Absolutely. Um, let's not hide the man anymore, Mr. Mark Burke. How are we, Bergie? Evening, lads. Evening, lads. Good evening, viewers. Hey, Bergie. you back again. So, uh, I feel like I got shifted to the bench after Billy's uh, performance on Thursday night. As he's a he's a talent, that man. He is. Uh, it's definitely fair to say no one knows this sport like a uh, good mate of mine, Billy Hewitt. So he he might be a bit of a regular. He's trying to find a slot, uh, spot, so to speak. So we might um we might have a whole footy team lined up here soon um, and some musos to boot. So it could be a – we could have a team to play the uh, the Espy Rock Dogs or the or the Tote one day. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But, um, Berkey, we talk about lockdown and um, Saturday night we would have been just after grand final. I'm sure Glenn and I would have had a couple of beers um, after the grand final. We would have – Looking, been trying to find where's where's Berkey, um, and guarantee you he'd be lining up a gig for us to get to, um, with a front row seats, no doubt. Um, Berkey, where this time last last year, it's grand final night. Where would we have headed? Well, guys, I'd probably be in a spa with the uh, Premiership heroes, the Collingwood Premiership heroes this year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, not, no, very, very quality work, Berkey. Very quality work. <laughs> Uh, this time last year, as uh, was a was a ripper again. We had um, we headed down to the Howler in Brunswick and had the uh, the great Melbourne three piece, even Ashley John Naylor and Matty Cotter and Big Wally Kempton. That was uh, just another ripper gig. You get a chance to go and see those lads when we're back on and get out and see them too. They're great. Some super talents there for sure. Happen to have a shot, Berkey there from. Uh, hey, from it was a packed night. Um, sadly. Sadly, it kind of looks like we're not going to be able to do that in the next couple of months at least. Um, I'd like yeah. to think that's going to be different. But um, look, through through all the negatives, have, have borne some positives. And a special guest we've got on uh, in a couple of minutes, uh, Dave Cosma, has, has had a fantastic concept put together during isolation. And uh, I take my hat off to him. Uh, I think he's done it differently, which has been great. So um, out of yeah. all the online streamed platforms that have been done, uh, good mate of mine. He's definitely put us together one of the best. So I, uh, I take my hat off to him. Let's um, let's kick off, Berkey, with actually mm. how are you boys feeling this week? Um, obviously, I didn't chat to you this week much, Berkey. Um, 
obviously uh, we've just heard today that uh, Health Minister Jenny McCarkos is no longer Health Minister and more than likely might have to remember a few things she said um, <laughs> coming and I, I think she'll be able to probably pocket a couple of bit of cash after uh, cash for comments might say that um, it's, it'll be amazing um, hopefully that some of these politicians start to remember a few things they said and find out what really happened because it's been no joy for uh, a lot of businesses been no joy for us personally thank god the three of us have all got jobs but i really feel for people like our good mates uh, that are musicians um, own pubs and bars and it's been really tough on them thoughts bergie yeah yeah no, they i'm spoken to a few of the guys and they are really hurting it it's not it's not even the it's not even the cash you know as some of them have are lucky enough to put stuff away it's just not having that outlet you know that they get their they get their kicks from from playing to in in front of crowds and stuff, and just not having that interaction. It's I know it's uh, it's really tough on them. Uh, but personal note, guys, I'm, to be honest, I'm struggling a bit myself. You know, I'm lucky enough to have a pretty charmed life. I'm you know got my own business and we're going out, we're tracking through okay. But I'm just I'm tired all the time. You know, you just um, it's deja vu. It's your Groundhog Day all over again. But um, it's starting to starting to wear me out now. So. Uh, Hopefully we can, uh, great the great man Dan can um, can give us some news tomorrow and see where we go from here. Yeah, well let's uh, look. Let's stay positive. Hopefully, padlock number one gets unclipped and we can we can start to see some sort of normality. But yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Berkey, that you're not you're not uh, you're not feeling yourself. Um, and it, oh, well, look, I feel myself a fair bit. As that's the other thing. That's a that's when another lockdown thing. But we don't go there, right? I suppose <laughs> the, uh, the right <laughs> Not, not yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's uh, it's good to acknowledge that. And always, this is the point of this platform: was to jump on, have a chat to a few mates, see what's happening. And most importantly, not just hear a voice, but see a face. Uh, emotions, everything, and you know when blokes are down. Um, so I think we can all rally around each other and have a chat. Um, and Glenn, I know you've you've been through uh, plenty of challenges, um, work, hanging on to work. Do you know if you're at work? What's going to happen? Uh, it's the uncertainty, isn't it? Um, you've got family at home, working from home. Um, it's a big struggle, and hopefully we all get through these next, hopefully, less than a month together and get back out there. Yeah, look, it's, it's tough, but look, I'm I'm very lucky. This platform is fantastic, but I've also got a good circle of mates, obviously, including you blokes in that. And it's great that we talk about it. Like that's Because we're in that wheelhouse where we don't talk about it. Like, blokes, our vintage, it's okay. Look, we'll get through it, but if you don't talk about it, you don't get through it. So that's why that was the main idea of having this platform, whether it's talking music, talking sport, talking what's happening each day. So lockdown, no lockdown, I think it's something that we'll keep doing and we seem to be doing okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Feedback's been good. And uh, speaking of feedback, a good mate of mine that I do a show with on Sunday nights uh, called the Gooch Live Aussie Style. Um, he's mentioned evening gents coming through loud and clear. So we're officially live again, boys. Thank <laughs> God. We're back. <laughs> um, technical aspect isn't our greatest strength, but we're trying to do a good job here. So hopefully it's be, uh, coming through all right. It'll be very interesting tomorrow with Dashing Dan. I think he'll go conservative, but I think once kids get back to school in the next fortnight, as you said before, Berkey, about the dominoes beginning to fall, I think that will start the process going. Once the sort of kids are back at school, numbers keep down in relation to the COVID cases, and then we can sort of get 
or start to get back to some sort of normality. Yeah, fingers crossed, lads. All right, let's change. Let's change tack to a bit of uh, positive uh, positivity that's come out of um, COVID, and I no doubt, Berkey, you've been sitting behind the scenes listening to plenty of albums, and I can't <laughs> think of a guy that I'd like to go backstage to see a band anymore and have a chat to a band. And so you're gonna, we've got a new segment, little segment we're gonna call Backstage with Berkey. So we're putting it out there to our muso mates uh, to put a little jingle together or or a little uh, a little riff uh, that we can we can pull together and obviously pay high royalties to, to the to the winning artist um, and put us together a little uh, little summary of Berkey's backstage. Here we go, Berkey. Tell us a little bit about. We'll, give we'll get something tip. happening, yes. We'll get one of those blokes that aren't doing anything at the moment to do something for us. So, <laughs> uh, so the first one I want to start with, guys, is um, an artist that, that everyone knows. Well, I'm going to pick an artist every week that people know. Um, so you know they're probably their best hits and their biggest hits. But I also want to do an album cut, a, a deeper album cut, hopefully something that um, you haven't heard before and you might like. So we're going to start off with uh, a, a big man here, Americana music. Uh, he started the ball rolling. One of my earliest memories was um, was seeing, or well, first live events was seeing him at Kuyong, backing up Bob Dylan, who I didn't much care for and still don't. I haven't got that Bob Dylan gene, which is, which holds me back a bit with some of my musical uh, peers and stuff. But but uh, I'm going to start off with Tom Petty, and uh, yeah, the album is "Damn the Torpedoes." Uh, goes back a goes back a long way. And we might have some, uh, might have some footage somewhere along the line of, it might pop up while I'm while I'm having a chat. Yeah, down the torpedoes. It's a seminal album. Had some great songs on it. Uh, had the whole band, had the whole band rocking at that stage. And it, the that those Rickenbackers when when they kick in, Mike Campbell on guitar, who, who now moved on since Tom's passing, is uh, now with uh, who is he with again? That that makeup band. Um, yeah, going with Fleetwood Mac. Not a bad, not a bad little jump over with Neil Finn over there taking the paychecks. But um, well, uh, the, the first song we want to roll to guys is um, a song called "Refugee." So take it away, as. Love that track. Like I play that over and over and over again, I reckon. But you can tell by that one, guys, it, that was um, the start of music clips and when they sort of started to have to mean something. Uh, when um, when Stan Lynch, when they're walking through and they're meeting the guys that start there, and you you see Stan Lynch look over the the um, the playful uh, the playful drummer that Tom used to always have a blue with every second time they're on stage. When he looks over and he goes, uh, "Hey, hey, these guys looking for you." It's great. Just a good good feel. Um, 
but the uh, the uncut gem on this album, there's a couple, but the uncut uh, the uncut gem. I'm going to go with it. and having a listen. I've been listening to lots and lots of albums all the way through, which has been great on lockdown because there's some other stuff that I I didn't even know I had. But this one, uh, this one, and, and from the start, it really grabs me when those wrecking backers kick in. Just a little the drum sound that they get, and um, and and even when it gets to, we're not going to probably hear all of it because Aaron cut me short like he does. Uh, but there's. There's no lead break in the song. It's just a little fill that they do, and he and, he, and Tom goes, um, "Watch a walk," and it's just so cool. But the song is, um, it's called "Here Comes My Girl." Take it away, as. <laughs> Opening of uh, the reopening of the clock, we happen to go in. It was, we're seeing uh, we're seeing UMI actually. And there's a few of us there, and as we walked, I'd had a couple of sherbets on the way in. One of the times that I didn't drive to the gig, and um, that was playing over this big new PA they had. And I, just, <laughs> I remember just leaving the guys I was with, just standing at the front of the stage, just singing along, top my voice. So uh, too embarrassing. But now, if you get a chance, listen to that one all the way through. It's and the that guy, the drummer, Sam Lynch. He's just a pearl. When he looks at the camera, he's gone. And all that sort of stuff. Just, yeah, rocks along. I love it. There you go. And just if you, nice. uh, you're looking, scrapping through a few albums and you need to find the cover, that's what you're looking for. So get on board. And just to come back to The Refugee, that was this was the original single cover. What a great-looking album cover. Um, <laughs> I thought you liked but, that one. Uh, a little bit harder to find that one. Um all right, so thanks for that, Berkey. That was I loved it. A um, little yeah, bit of an insight pleasure. into an album. Sorry, mate. Yeah, my pleasure. That's that's all, all, all fun. Except I was singing along to everyone, so I'm glad you didn't hear that. I'm glad I was muted for that bit. <laughs> that's all right. Some beautiful harmonies coming over the top there. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's see if we can tune that up again, and uh, I'll throw another challenge out for you this week, Berkey, to find me uh, find me some more gold. Um, give me. I want you to give me. A, a new album that's out there or an un, uncut gem again that we we won't know yeah. um so there's that should be easy enough for you and obviously give us another uh, a ripper that everyone will know and find me a b-side that people may not know so there's a bit of work for you um yeah. so thanks again for that um i'd like to switch now and and not hold this man back too much further 
Um, look, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to call this guy a great mate of mine. Um, after school, we probably didn't see as much of, a, of each other as I would have liked, and, and I'm sure this guy would have liked. Um, but that happens, and life, life goes ahead. Um, and we all, during that time, we've all gone and had families and had a lot and trials and tribulations of life. Um, but it's been no doubt a roller coaster for for a lot of people. And I'm sure both of you guys have got good music friends. Um, but I'd like, I'm just trying to find a little, just want to try and play a little snippet here from back in the good old days. Like an old broken car on an endless curve Slowly going around the bend I just gave up the keys to a six-month lease For an empty space in my head Flashbacks of the good old days. Um, plenty of long hair there, no doubt, and and I can't uh, I can't testify that I, I've kept any. So that's one thing that definitely left me after school days. Um, with look, uh, some of the really poignant um, words in, in that really is, uh, especially the song title, "Take Me Back." Um, so, without further ado, take me back. Let's take me back and let's have a chat to this guy. He's a good mate of mine, Mr. Dave Cosma. Gentlemen, 
We're there. Are we on? We're oh, on. on board, Dave. Apology, <laughs> mate. Oh, there's some pimple, uh, some pimply young, fresh faces in that video, buddy. Jeez. There sure was. Great to uh, rekindle, rekindle the uh, the love again, Dave. Um, it was a great time of parade. Um, it's uh, it was an interesting interesting time. We've had plenty of laughs so just in the 24 hours that we we decided we we're going to get you on, Dave, and shooting a couple of late night messages and texts and having a bit of a chuckle. It was uh, it was great to reminisce for a second. It's um, oh look, I, I I look back very fondly on on all my school years and I, yeah, parade was a great school. I had great, yeah, I had great years there. I created some incredible, um, lifelong bonds and this is a good example, you know, what we're doing tonight. Um, nothing but good, positive things to say about my time there and, and the people that I spent time with. And I'd, I wasn't academically gifted in any way, shape or form, but, um, I, you know, I just learned so much by just going to that school and, and as I say, creating the bonds that, that I did. Yeah, perfect, Dave. Um, look, I, just before I introduce you to the other two boys, um, this was uh, this was Parade as we remember it. Wow. And uh, plenty of blokes there. That was that was a 120-year celebration photo that took about four hours, I think, to produce. Um, and uh, and there well, it is, still, still got pride of place in Dave's... Uh, in his little studio there. Um, that's, the that's, the wallet, that's the wallet size, by the way, that one. <laughs> um, and there, here we go, just a little superstar right in the middle there. Um, it's really hard to stand out in a, in a crew of 1,300-odd kids, but uh, one thing that never, never, uh, never ceased to leave an impression was uh, Dave Cosmo. He had, he had plenty of fun about him. Um, music was one of his loves and he picked up music real early, which we'll touch on. Um, but I can tell you one thing, he's one hilarious guy. Uh, he always the life of the party, always has been, always will be. He's a great mate and it's, uh, it's good that we've been able to catch up again, Dave, and uh, introduce you to a couple of good mates of mine. So uh, to the, I think it's your left, um, is Berkey. Um, Berkey. Berkey, say good day, and uh, and a good man, another mate of mine, Glenn Curran. G'day, Glenn. Hey, good Dave. to meet you, nice to meet you, mate. Yeah, likewise. I enjoyed the uh, the Tom Petty reflections there, Berkey. I'm a big fan, and um, I've got a couple of Rickenbackers sitting behind me here. So every time you mentioned the Rickenbacker, I got excited. <laughs> no nice. better instrument, Dave. Yeah, no, nah, and and an absolute legend. You know, again, another one recently lost, and it's just yeah. to, to, to think of some of the greats that have gone. I don't know if you guys realise, but W. S. Holland, who was the the original drummer for Johnny Cash, passed away uh, yesterday. Oh, so, and I think the age of eighty five or eighty six. So, um, yeah, legends. Good innings, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, Dave. Quick question. Um, you're sitting in a little environment there that uh, is probably not much different to my little shed or backyard or home isolation now. Um, yeah. It looks like a pretty creative place to, to hang out. It is. Look, it's it's the first thing once we moved in, <clears throat> going back so many years ago, nearly 20 years ago, uh, soon after that, yeah, I just created this space, which is right at the back of the garage in the corner of the, you know, of the property, if you like, uh, away from everything. It's it's a soundproof um, studio, so I'm able to get in here and make noise. I, you know, 
quite regularly back in the olden days when you could get together with bands before all the shutdown and lockdown. Um, we can be making noise in here at midnight and not bother the neighbours. So it's a really, it's a, it's a unique, unique little place for me to get away. It's where I create. It's where I record or I track most of, of, of the things on my recordings for my albums and releases here in, in this studio. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I feel blessed and fortunate to, to have, a, a, a you know, this, this little escape, I guess. Absolutely. Glenn? Great to see you. Oh mate, look, look, looks, looks amazing, Dave. What, what would you say are your biggest influences, mate, on your sort of music, I suppose, journey that you're probably still on? Yeah, right. I, well, yeah. I mean, and just to give you an idea, it's it's the one thing is the soundproof space that I'm able to create yep. in. But obviously, I've surrounded it with the things that you know I love. Um, and and just on that, Glenn, you know, I'm a big Elvis fan and I'm a big Beatles fan. We're sort of the two. The two um, things that I gravitated to from as early as I can remember. Um, yep. I grew up in a household where I've got uh, older brothers. I've got a, uh, a brother who's 15 years older and then another brother who's seven years older. So they had their musical tastes and record collections for my exploration, if you like. So I was able to get into that. And as I say, I sort of gravitated to, to the music of the 50s and 60s more than anything. Um so that, that's that's sort of what got me excited. And as I say, when I, when I say Elvis and the Beatles, it, it was obsession and it remained and has remained my whole life. Um, and those particular artists for, for different reasons too. Um, yep. But yeah, no, I've, I've, you know, there's, there's been other influences and things throughout the years, um, but, you know, them and, and, and that genre and that era seems to be what I always go back to and gravitate to. Oh, two pretty iconic artists, though, aren't they? So they're not not bad people to live and learn from, are they? Yeah, that's right. Awesome to see, Dave. Um, now, family, talk us, tell us a little bit about family. Let, let's just go back right to the right to the start. Obviously, growing up, um, influences on on music for you um, from a family point of view. Who, who yeah. was played in the in the Cosma household? Well, funnily enough, my folks being uh immigrants they they came to australia australia in the late 50s so they brought a lot of that musical taste with them so it's interesting because upon reflection i i'm also hear the stories of my as i say my older brothers um you know dad would get up on a saturday morning and he'd stack you know 10 45s on on the record player and and let them go and that'd be the old classic songs from italy with the old with the odd um uh, uh, John Williamson song thrown in, or the Seekers, or that sort of thing. So it was, and it was popular music. You know that you know my my parents and my brothers never went to look for the newest, craziest, left of center thing that was happening. It was all pretty happy, um, happy go lucky, if you like. Um, and then again, I, I I heard these things, and, and and my earliest memories are getting the records and just playing those artists over and over again and having the fortunate happy accident of, of a record player with maybe only one speaker working if you you know you listen to early early records that are you know that are really mixed stereo all of a sudden you're just hearing the guitars or you're just hearing the vocals or you're just hearing the drums so you know I was listening to Beatles albums and just listening to harmonies and learning from it and then God forbid the video came along um, and you were able to, 
you know, you're able to record things off TV and which is what I did. And if, you know, if I saw something that I liked in particular with the guitar playing side of things, I would sit there and mimic and learn and, and mirror and, and, and do it that way. But it was the, 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 the music was constant my whole life. It was again, earliest memories were singing into the hairbrush. Every time people came over pretending I was Elvis on stage um, in my room, you know, smashing up the, the the pillows with my my wooden spoons, pretending I was Ringo. I wanted to be Ringo more than anybody early on. So all these things, and posters of the and and I remember friends would come over and there'd be posters of Elvis and the Beatles up on the wall. They'd be like, "What are you doing? What's, what's going on here?" You know, yeah, my, well, my, um... my favorite thing was actually going to friends' houses and raiding their parents' record collection. That that was the, that was the in and. On so many occasions, I would have friends, parents that loved the idea of me liking that sort of music, and they'd be like, "Take, take this album and and and, and enjoy it." And my, my record collection grew like that too. It's not a not a bad way to grow an album collection. Plenty of stories, and I, I love to hear that they've been handed on to the next person as a baton uh, to listen to. So that's a great way to spread spread music, and and also uh, the great albums obviously the size just in the size of the album you're able to feature such great artworks um obviously well before uh film clips and video clips and all that came in um dave uh i'm not sure if you're totally ready right now but i'd i'd love to i'd love to hear hear something that you've you've worked on um and something that you've uh, you've put together not necessarily in this period of lockdown but something that the, we can we can hear the people listening can hear uh you and you play and and then we can have a little chat about um about what that means to you in particular sure let's do it what have you uh what have you got dave in your repertoire i know well, i thought i kind of put you on the spot i thought no that's all right well i thought i why don't i go way back i'll do a song um i'll do one of the ones that i've recorded and and wrote early on a song called the music um so if you're happy with that, I'll do that one. Mate, that uh, sounds as right. fitting as any. Great title. All right. We strive to be better and to deliver. Shame is to the contrast. We all laugh inside. It's nice to say anything Hold you to that awful grin Light shed in the room again We all laugh inside Press your face against the glass Till your skin is white I never said you'd be a superstar Overnight A helpless devotee ever foresee the coming of yesterday to bite us again exciting for everyone look at what we have done from beggar to choose us all happy at last press your face against the glass till your skin is white I never said you'd be a superstar overnight you make a pawn in the car in the morning light. 
Like that and playing like that, it won't be long to you are a superstar of an I reckon, Dave. That was great. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> really great good, stuff. mate. Really good. Great you can get a sound like that playing the guitar around that way too. Uh, <laughs> it, was yeah, that a natural thing? Was, I, there's not many left-handed guitarists that ever made it, I don't suppose, other than you know, Paul McCartney, Jimi Hendrix. But other than that, other than that yeah. was it difficult? Is that a natural thing for you? Well, it's you mentioned Paul McCartney, and that was kind of, again, being that um, obsessed with the Beatles as a kid and knowing no better. I noticed that he was holding it that way, so I held, picked up a guitar. And again, I, with the older brothers, they kind of dabbled in, in learning the guitar themselves. Um, so there was a guitar around the house. I picked it up and it fell that way. It fell, it fell this way, and I kind of thought I invented a couple of chords for myself to... <laughs> To, to, to get around a couple of songs and before I knew it it was it's kind of like a golf swing you know it's like there's no use trying yeah. to change a golf swing when you're sort of 10 years into it um yeah so I stuck with it and it's kind of it's kind of been a little bit of my thing I guess I you know I play the guitar upside down and um I'm able to to, to do it enough to to get by <laughs> by writing songs and, and singing along to them no it's working for you mate keep doing what you're doing it's great no, Lucky enough to see you a few times, and yeah, it's always a, always a great show. So, have you, Glenn? Mate, just with your room there in the background, there you obviously had a spare bit of time in there. It's probably a lovely spot where you like to go and relax and do your do your stuff, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And this will probably be a hard question, Dave. What's something in there that's very special to you that you sort of you think mm -hmm. back to a good time or something you did? Like I know it's hard, and 
Question that um, notice for you. No, that's that's not a hard question. How long have we got, buddy? I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like a few spots. Seriously? Oh, well, where do I start? Um, yeah, look, I, I do. I've got a few things. I've there's a bit of memorabilia, but but yep. I tend to I tend to gravitate to things that are tangible to me, things that I've yeah. earned. You know, it's a, it's easy to jump online and 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 buy an autograph or something like that. But I sort of I was able to get backstage. Can you see if I point there that 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 frame there, that purpley frame there that I'm pointing yeah, okay, to yeah. there? Yeah. yeah. So that's they um they came out and did the Elvis where they had him on a, on a screen, but they had the original band that played with him. I don't know if you no, remember. Yeah. That. It was about yeah, 15, yeah, yeah. 15 years ago or so. So all the original members of of his TCB band, you know, James Burton and Jerry Schiff, Ronnie Tut, Glenn Harden, they were all there. It was incredible. Um, and the company that I worked for at the time, in fact, Aaron, I will remember that your old man used to get us incredible seats at the tennis center back in the day. Don't forget, I'll, I'll never forget that. He yeah. For a couple of, I'll, um, I'll give you. I'll just pull you up there. I can't. I can't credit my old man. I have to credit my uncles for that. Um, oh, was your uncle? Was your uncle? Just on that. Just on that. I, I had some great times uh, getting there. Uh, job, obviously, working at the tennis center as well. So I had a, I had a ball, mate. Um, it's great to be able to do that. Yeah, that was great. And and so t- talking to the tennis, I used to work for a company that did the maintenance there. And they, we happened to be working there during the time that this concert was on. So I snuck in there during the day and I had prepared this this thing that I was in my mind hoping to find their dressing room and leave it there with this note that I'd written with a self-stamped uh, address envelope with a texter and everything. I thought if I can leave it in there for the band, maybe who knows. Anyway, lo and behold, a week later in the mail, I get this signed thing by James Burton, Elvis's guitarist, that was a you know a personal letter thing written to me, which you know just blew me away. So that's pretty special to me. Um, I've got a bottle of the Mississippi up there that I that I took when I was over there. Um, you know, some dirt from Liverpool. I tend to do those strange things. You know what I mean? No, I mean, great. That's not strange, not strange at all, mate. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm a bit of a uh, bit of an Elvis fan myself. I call my son Declan after, but that's the other Elvis. Sorry, Dave. I'm <laughs> I'm going with Elvis Costello, but <laughs> he's got a mind. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you, Dave is a Beatles fan. My dad, he's 74 this year. He went to the Beatles when they came out to Australia. Wow. With his girlfriend at the time, and he's my grandfather managed to get them basically front row tickets at Festival oh. Hall. And the girl that dad went with, so they came to saw the Beatles. Beatles came on. The, the girlfriend that dad had at the time, she wore glasses. So as you can imagine, Beatles come on, everyone goes crazy. She jumps up, drops her glasses. Dad spent, dad spent the first five songs on the floor trying to find her glasses. Oh, no. Back in those days too. Fair to say that that girl didn't end up being my mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What a yeah. classic. Well, we're seeing as we're on the Beatles. Like, go on, mate. Sorry. Going to the Beatles, you said, like, concerts we go to now, even when we go to see live gigs now, like, you can imagine Festival Hall. You look at it now as a venue and you think they were the biggest band in the world at that time. How the hell they have that there? And like you think now when they, go, when they have stadium tours and that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. And look at the stadium shows that they did in, you know, 66 yeah. O'Shea Stadium or Candlestick where they're, they're, they're singing through the, the PA. They're singing through yeah. 
yeah. you know, the, the next batter coming up is so and so. That's that's what they're singing through, yeah. and <laughs> that's essentially, you know, in their words, why they stopped touring is is there was no there was no artistic pleasure out of getting up on stage and trying to present these, you know, in hindsight, these mini masterpieces um, that mm. weren't able to be listened to or appreciated. So, and and yeah. in in again in hindsight, probably thankful thank we're thankful that that happened they got to then stay in the studio and do what they did and, and, um, and make the amazing albums they made yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well so thing is we're talking Beatles and, and everything Beatles. just wondering if it's um if we could put it on you again to um pick up one of those uh wonderful guitars you've got there and and see if there's anything that you can grab from the repertoire and belt us out something if you would i will say the guitar that i'm picking up is actually a 1957 gibson which is the year that John met Paul. Yes, oh, it is. Wow. Yes. <laughs> nice bit of trivia there, right? Nice. The only reason I bought the guitar. <clears throat> this is a classic of theirs, a song called uh, Hide Your Love Away. Yeah. Here I stand, head in hand, turn my face to the wall. If she's gone, I can't go on feeling too for small. Everywhere people stare each and every day. I can hear them laugh at me and I hear them say. Round of applause, boys. How good is that? Beautiful day. Thank you. Great tribute to the Beatles. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Dave, uh, I'm obviously a big fan of yours. Um, have been for a while. Sat, be sat behind um, plenty of people 
looking and enjoying your gigs, mate. So I can't wait till we're able to do that again. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and me through, too. Obviously, uh, it's been a tough time, tough time for artists, um, tough time for friends personally as well. Um, what's an artist do these days that obviously you've, you're lucky to have a beautiful studio like that uh, to sit there and probably for the first time, I'd say, in your life to sit there and actually detox what's happened um, and, and, and absorb some of what's happened and, and let some creative juices flow in the, in that room. Um, yeah. What have you got? Uh, what, where, what have you done in the last, I don't know, maybe it's six months now. It's, it's gone quickly, hasn't it? Um, and before you, before you do, I know, uh, I know you've got a couple of beautiful children um, and a beautiful wife and, and obviously we're incredibly lucky to have that. Um, and what's, what's life been like in lockdown for you outside of your little shed uh, or studio there. So when you go back into the house and you've got you've got family in there and you've you've got to run a life um, and your life's been stopped effectively or your income, um, what do you do next, Dave? Well, it's it's certainly been less time in here, no doubt. Um, as, as strange as that sounds, um, because typically, you know, my days in in pre-COVID is a wife that works full-time away from the home and the kids that are at school away from home. So, uh, you know, your domestic duties, are, you know, the witching hour is, is those couple of hours in the morning and then get home from school and then bedtime. And then I'm usually quite creative at night, so I'm usually in here at night anyway. But pre-COVID, I'm in here during the day also. I can obviously get in here. I've got the time to do it. So when it all kicked in, it, it everything really, really changed. For, for the way that we do things within our family unit. Um, and absolutely, for me personally, um, my work away from home is is usually playing gigs, uh, being my own music um, or in, in a show that I'm in that, that takes me on tour. So I'm, I'm typically away if I am locally at night and if I'm away touring, it'll be maybe for a week. Um, but that stopped so there was no going out to play um and life became focused around here like everyone else's i'm sure and fortunately for for for, for me and and our family situation my wife's been able to continue working so from a cash flow perspective it hasn't been as painful uh as it has been for clearly many many people um the government's been good to assist people like myself in terms of uh, JobKeeper and to to, main, to to sort of keep a little, you know, something ticking over, which has been great. But effectively, life became kids are home now, got to focus on homeschooling because that, that happened straight away. Um, my wife, just on I, that, Dave, just on that, I, I want to touch on that. You've been very generous with uh, a bit of back behind-the-scenes backstage footage regarding homeschooling. Just let me yeah. play this one. <laughs> All right, buddy, this is the last maths question. 206 minus 49 plus 8 divided by 17 multiplied by 6. It's easy, it's 58.2. Great stuff, mate. That's it for maths today. Now for our most favourite subject, Elvis. Yeah! Are you ready, baby? Are you ready? Put your head down, mate. Alright, what do you think about that mate? Have a look! 
into it. Let's just recap on yesterday's lesson. Elvis's middle name. The name of Elvis's grandmother on his father's side. Minnie Mae. And she was more affectionately known as? Dodger. You ain't nothing but a? Hound dog. Hmm. Bright light city's gonna set my soul. Gonna set my soul on fire. Very good. I gave a letter to the postman. He put it in his sack. Hey, I'm supposed to be asking the questions. <laughs> Let's move on. Show us a bit of the Elvis lip. No, come on. Just try and up. No, you just gotta. Okay. We'll probably just need a little bit more practice on that. Alright, last question. Tell me Elvis's famous catchphrase. Thank you very much. Uh, Unbelievable. Oh, what a very good. Very good. Unbelievable. Dave, there's no doubt. Teach the kids, mate. You've got to teach them. you got to teach them. <laughs> there's no doubt those kids are a chip off the old block. That's for sure. Um, brings me back to some, some of the hilarious days at school. And obviously, you've had a few teacher influences uh, the way you deliver some of those lines. But great to impart such awesome knowledge into your kids in relation to Elvis and many others. So that kind of brings me into um, the next kind of subject that's what what's happened with you that's been born out of lockdown and i, I think um the great thing you've been able to to unearth um is the part of your life uh, or combining a few loves i guess you'd say um and one is your love of um all things old in respect of your beautiful car your ej holden and you've been able to not only find probably the best sound studio uh, slash recording little studio um, but you've been able to think differently and I think that's really important and you've created um, a great thing called the EJ isolation sessions lockdown live streams um, how good have they been Dave and here's a little quick snap of the of the famous EJ yeah um, and a beautiful shot of your father and brother on with the EJ, um, how does it feel to still have that awesome piece of machinery in your in your keeping now? Well, yeah. Oh, look, I've again having been brought up, um, you know, it's it's just going back to that whole immigrant story. You know, that you come here with nothing, and then all of a sudden you you got enough money to buy a house or put a deposit on a house, and you get enough money to buy a car. And my dad, that was his pride and joy from the moment he got it. That car was his workhorse, and he. You know, he bought it in, in, you know, a couple of years after it was released, so probably about 1965, 66. Um, and that, it was part of our family, that car. So that that certainly has kept my interest in or, or probably sparked my interest in those old cars. Um, but I certainly have a love for, yeah, those, uh, that era and that time and, I guess, Jeff, go back to what Berkey mentioned earlier with artists not being able to perform live. It's not so much, you know, again, I'm, I'm fortunate that my wife is able to work. So from a cash flow perspective, it's it, it it's, hasn't been the end of the world for me. But as Berkey said, you know, it's that not being able to go out and perform. You know, that's that's what we do. That's what why we do what we do. Um, and to not be able to do that all. And it was 
I vividly recall that weekend. I think, I, well, I had a gig at Archie's Creek with Charles Jenkins and there was talk of that weekend of, do you know if the gig's going to happen? They're going to close down the venue. It's not going to, but no, no, it still happened. Um, and then within a couple of days, it was lockdown. And, and that week I did, I think it was the 28th of March, it might have been that I did the first live stream. Well, I'd never done a live stream before and I thought, I've got to do something. I'm, I can't not do anything for the next however long. Um, and I thought, I'll jump in the I'll jump in the Do it. No, they've been great. They've been great, the EJ, uh, the EJ isolation sessions, guys. And I was lucky enough to be at that um, at that Charles Jenkins and yourself when you guys played at Archie's Creek. Ripped a little, ripped a little spot down there. Yeah, so, right. Bit of a mecca now. So we we saw um, we've seen Nick Barker down there, and the mate's got a place around the corner. So it's about three minutes away. So we can roll yeah. home as well. <laughs> we can roll home as well, Dave. So really good show. Thank you. Thank. Well, look, it was. It was a bittersweet sort of weekend, and again, it, it, it sort of, when I think of the bookends, well, we don't know what, what the end bookend is going to be in terms of this whole lockdown, but in terms of the start, I remember that gig, and I got the really sad news driving home that next day that one of my best friends had passed away suddenly overnight, um, someone that I played music with for like 10, 15 years. So it was a shocking couple of days, and then faced with these new restrictions that were new to everybody and specific to, to, to that, um, to, to what happened there is, you know, only 20 of us could go to his funeral. Um, so we had this, this thing happen and this new world that we're now, you know, having to deal with homeschool, the kids and can only go out for this reason. So it just, it took a bit of adjusting. It certainly from my end and, and in our household, it took its, took its toll early on and it took its time and, um, you know, it, it hasn't. It certainly hasn't been easy. Thanks for thanks for being so honest here, David. Really appreciate it. It's great. The big word that people say at the moment, Dave, all this is that is a pivot. And from what you've been able to do, like I've seen a couple of your your sessions in the EJ, and you've been able to pivot. And as you said, it's been initially challenging for what you wanted to do and whatever, but now you've been able to pivot and find a way to go to your strength and work through it. And it's, as I said, Aaron tagged me in a couple of them. And look, they were fantastic, mate. And it's, it's for someone who's not a musician, like, um, to watch someone do something that they love and enjoy and then be have the ability to share that with others is amazing. Thank you. Now, look, and, I, and, and a real gift. That's nice to hear. It's nice to hear yeah. because, as I say, never specific to, to doing the live streams in the car. I'd, I'd never done a live stream, period. Didn't know what to expect. Um, the first one, I literally stuck the phone up in the corner of the car and I, I said to Nick, my musical partner, let's just let's just sing and play and see what happens. Um, and then very quickly, you know, sort of there was enough uh, incentive to do another one. And then, you know, we don't get... 5,000 people tuning in, but I, I, from, from an art, artist's perspective, you, you're playing, you know, any, anywhere between 50 to 100 people and you're connecting with those people at any given time. Um, and, you know, it could be so brazen to compare it to playing live to a room of 50 people that are mucking around playing billiards or hardly listening to you and, and, and you're singing over the noise. And, you know, and not all gigs are like that. You know, Archie's Creek is a, is a great example where you go... Yeah 
and, and your place with the people that are listening to you. But generally speaking, um, it's created an opportunity for me to stay connected to people. To I've, I've gained a lot of new people and a lot of new followers to my music. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy with, with how it's gone and, and, and feel really positive about it. No, it's been great. It's been really good, Dave. We've loved it. We'd love to have that. You know, that you've had that outlet, and you can see that the the joy that it brings you as well. It's um, it's great to um, it's great to tune in and, and just see what you're up to. And more power to you. Um, uh, you did. We did mention something that bugs me a bit is the um, is you can fill a room when you're doing a tribute show yourself as well. You you can fill you'd fill a room when you're doing an Elvis show and that sort of stuff and. A lot of the guys got together and did a Beatles show, Ash Naylor and and, um, yeah. and those guys did a big Beatles show, sold out two nights at the Palais. And you, the, I want to know, which trying to get your own stuff out there, it's obviously difficult, but uh, we'd, I'd like to know your your local music influences, people have influenced you on the on the local scene, how that's come about in your in your life. Well, look, the the, the local scene for me. When I'm talk, when I think about people that have influenced me, it would it would have to be the people that that I probably that I work with, and that's not to suggest that you know there are some incredible artists out there that you know of and you appreciate and you, you know you, you take something away from everything you see, but for me personally, surrounding myself within that independent network of artists that I'm able to um, to to call artists but call friends too has been very important for me so um yeah i guess i guess for me it's you know i've been i'm good friends with with a gentleman by the name of damon smith he's a great singer songwriter himself who together with him we we co-wrote this you know talking about tribute shows we co-wrote this show that takes us on the road uh and it takes us around the country um and we get to really enjoy that and celebrate that and celebrate this music that we love um and then come back and 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 exercise our own artistic you know, whatever yeah. to, 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 to sing and perform our own stuff. Um, and all the guys that I work with in that environment, you know, Adam Code and Trent McKenzie, Adrian White, you know, they're, they're incredible. You know, those guys that are up on the screen there, most of those gentlemen I've mentioned, and, yeah. and, and the guy singing to my left there, Nick Carafa, um, you know, I've been working with Nick for, for about 25 years now, so 25 years now. So he's, he's a massive influence on, on me and what I do. Um, so yeah, and and I think that's important that that you 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 know if you can't sort of take something from those that that, that you got around you, um, then you know sometimes you got to wonder what the point is. But but they're they're all incredibly talented people, and and they're really great humans, which is probably most important, I think. Oh sure. Thanks, man. I can't hear. I can't hear your dish. Go again, Aaron. Check, baby. Check, baby. I blame Jenny McCarkos, but you know. And this is the thing, you know. Do admit I, to it, mate. <laughs> when I do, when I do the sessions in the car, I try keep it as technically basic as I possibly can um, to eliminate potential carnage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully he's back on. As something. Nah. No. Well, we're not getting you, Aaron. So uh, it might be uh, might fall onto our shoulders uh, just to say special thanks to Dave for for joining us 
tonight. It's it's been a it's been a real insight into into you, Dave, your influences, and um, people get out there when we can. People get out there and see the great man. So really appreciate it. All the best, mate. Yeah, we'll see you back in the Hustings, no doubt. Uh, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, uh, thank you, Aaron. You guys are doing a great, great little service here with what uh, with what you put together, and keep up the incredible work. No, mate. As, as Berkey said, it's a pleasure having you on board, mate. And obviously, very talented, but also the the ability to be able to share your gift and enjoy sharing your gift. That's probably a, that's probably a talent in itself. Thank you. I appreciate, really appreciate it, it, mate. I'm glad I could add something to it. Thanks, Glad Dave. Much, mate. We'll, and we'll catch up soon. Thanks, gents. All the best. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thank well, on that note, folks, it's uh, probably up to uh, up to you're back. You're back with us, as we got you. Let's just pretend Aaron's saying something. He's, I think he said, "Look, I couldn't do the show without you guys. You're the yeah. you're the rocks between us. Yeah, you're the rock, you're the glue that's holding everything together. Because uh, without without you guys, it'd just be a shambles. And I'm just sitting here pressing buttons and saying nothing. So." Uh, I think it's going to be – we're going to do this again because I've really enjoyed it. Um, and I think we're going to go back to um, maybe next Sunday night. So without uh, without yeah. any more, thanks again, guys. Lots of love to you all, everyone out there watching. Boys. There's thousands of you. So all the best and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, yeah, Aaron. Thanks. And lots of love, everyone. Thanks, Az. viewers. Good anyway. night. Well, let me tell you about Victoria. Story's kind of sad. It was June 2020 when things started turning bad. Well, they found Corona and they found Corona there. And they put us back into lockdown and we thought it wasn't fair. And if you do the bunnies, you better have a reason. Cops, they, they will be good for treason. So, Victoria, we will be okay. We will live to breathe and fight another day. But just stay home and wash your hands and stay 1.5 apart. And to the rest of Australia, have some bloody heart. Yes, it's not the fun. see that um possibly one of the other best things pulled together in lockdown what do you think glenn oh mate absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic sorry about those technical glitches i was probably trying to get a little bit too technical behind the scenes and uh ended up cutting off the mic out of all things you don't lose the mic um but anyway um i'd like to just once again thank dave for his time uh berkey's been great glenn i really appreciate you coming on mate you're the uh 
you're the, the heckle and jackal of the two of us. Um, and it's great to be able to do it. Look forward to uh, getting you on again in the next couple of days. Um, as you, I think Berkey mentioned, that we'll try and do a Sunday yep. uh, next week. That'd be great if we can do that. Um, I've, to be honest, I've totally lost track of what even days they are at the moment. Uh, they're just, I work in eight to 12 hour blocks at the moment. So we wake up and I, I believe it's Sunday tomorrow. So let's, uh, let's spend the day hugging loved ones um, and enjoying the fact that they're still around us, most importantly. So, Glenn, thank you again for your time, mate. I'd like to just uh, just show what, one, one photo from Dave, which I really think summarises um, what's happened and what used to happen. And, and this is it. There's Dave, dressed up, ready to go into a, a gig or an event, and then he's in lockdown mode with a mask on. I mean, it's really changed our world, hasn't it? So um, let's let's uh, hopefully we can get Dave back on again because I think he's got so much more to give. He's got so many more influences. Um, we were going to wrap the show up pretty close to then anyway. So thanks a lot for your time, Dave. Um, if you don't know who Dave Cosma is, please check him out, davidcosma.com, um, and we will help pump his brand, no doubt, um, and look forward to catching up with him again soon. Beautiful. All right, over and out. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Ta-da.